A blessed Sunday Church, welcome to our Sunday worship service online here in Ictus Dumaguete. Now as we have our message, let us open this with a prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us to come together as your children, to come together in worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Father, as we come today in this beautiful Sunday that you have given us, we pray that you will give us your enlightenment, guidance, your wisdom, your encouragement, your rebuke, your alignment of your will from our hearts to yours. And Father, it is our prayer that we will continue to accomplish what you have given us, the task to do, the will, the purposes, and the plans that you have in store for our lives for the best that you have prepared and installed for us. Abba Father, as we come into your word, help us to understand this not only in our merely thinking, but rather with the abiding and the Holy Spirit's indwelling and giving us that illumination of your word into our hearts. Father, prepare our hearts today to respond with gladness and joy in everything that you will be revealing to us. We love you and we honor you. Be with us now as we have your message. And Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you are our greatest teacher. So come now and fill our hearts with what God has in store for us. This all we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Beloved, today we will be continuing in our part 4 of our series, New Life, New Ways. So as we have our wrap-up in this journey in the month of August, we started August 1 with A Life to Live with Death, A Life to Live for Christ, a life to live with intimacy. That's last Sunday's message. And today, we'll be discovering a life to live with hope. I believe that as the Lord has given us this beautiful life that we have through Christ, the moment that we accepted Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, God is also giving us new ways to live by so that we can continue to take out all the features and all the blessings and all the privileges and the things that He has in store in that new life that we have in Christ. As we remember John 10, 10b, it says, I have come to give you life and have it to the fullest. God has just give us a life eternal that we have that assurance that we will go to heaven, but rather as He give us that assurance and that eternal life, He is also giving us the beauty of living out the abundance of life here on earth as we continue to follow Jesus. I believe that during this time of pandemic and in those times where we are being challenged and facing a lot of testing and trials, it is so hard to imagine, it is so hard to think about God's abundance during times of pressures and times of stress, times of problems, times of different challenges that we are facing. But this is God's promise for all His children. Even though we are facing different situations right now, different difficulties, God is giving us this beautiful promise that He came to give us life and have it to the fullest. Beloved, today, we already discovered three important practical foundations how to live that new ways as we engage and as we receive that new life that we found in Christ Jesus first we need to remember that we need to live a life with depth meaning we need to be grounded we need to be founded we need to be anchored in Christ Jesus if we really want to live that new life in Christ 
Another one is, not only that we need to be grounded in our relationship with Him, but we need to what? We need to live for Christ. That's the change of 180 degrees in our life. Maybe before you are living for your family, you're living for your son or daughter, you are living for your wife, you are living for yourself, you are living for your dreams, and you've been doing everything for those things, those temporary things in this world. But as you receive Jesus Christ, God is saying to you, it's time to live not for the world, not for what is temporary, but to live for Christ. And that's the second foundation that God is teaching us what is that way that God he, that he himself wants us to live out? And first, God wants us to live with death. Second, God wants us to live not only with Christ, but for Christ alone. Last Sunday, we discovered the first let us in our passage. And it talks about we need to have that intimacy. We need to live a life with intimate relationship with God. If we want to continue to pursue Jesus, to follow Jesus, we need to live in an intimate relationship with Jesus. And today, beloved, another key foundation that in order to continue to live that new life with the new ways, we need to open up our hearts and we need to cultivate and live a life with hope. That's why today, in this series, New Way, New Life, We'll be talking about specifically what the Bible says about hope. But before that, let me just share to you again our scripture text in the entire series that we have. Verse by verse, phrase by phrase, we study the scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 to 25. Allow me to read it to you first and let's focus our study today in this one verse in verse 23. The Word of God says, Therefore, Brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is His body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Verse 23, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Beloved, today we'll be discovering the second let us in this passage. The first one, we discussed it last Sunday. Let us draw near to God. It is a life to live with intimacy. It is the call in this new, in this new life that we have. We're being called to live with intimacy with God through Christ. And today we'll be discovering the second let us in this passage. Verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. We'll be talking about hope in Christ Jesus. Beloved, the title of our message today is A Life to Live with Hope. A Life to Live with Hope. 
Again, Hebrews 10.24, let us hold unswervingly, steady, constant to the hope that we profess. For he who promises is faithful. Now, let us discover what is biblical hope. Because in this world, the world has its own definition of what hope is. But the word has its own foundational meaning of what really hope is. And in here, let me share to you three important things about what is real hope or what is biblical hope according to the scripture. There are many passages that we can have and, and research and we can discover. But let me just summarize all those verses in these three foundational truths. Number one, biblical hope is not a wishful thinking, just like the way the world brings hope. It means that we think about good things, no? Remember that the modern idea of hope is to wish. To wish for something. To expect for something. But without certainty of the fulfillment. We have that wonderful wishful thinking. Wonderful expectation. But in the heart and in reality, we, 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 there's no certainty and fulfillment. Or to desire very much but with no real assurance of getting your desire. In Scripture, remember that according to the Hebrew and Greek words translated by the word hope, remember that there is something that we need to dig deep upon this word hope. Before we go to the application, it's very important that we can also be founded in its original meaning. That is why the second meaning of what is real hope and biblical hope is it is based on God's character and truth. It is not based upon how good-willed you are. It is not based on how positive mindset you have. It is not based on who you are and what you have, but rather real hope is based on God's character and it's based on the Word of God. Remember again that in the scripture, according to the Hebrew and Greek words, translated the word hope, and according to the biblical usage, hope is an indication of certainty. If we will look at the worldly meaning, we have that wishful thinking, but we don't have certainty. But in the Bible, it is so clear that as you put your hope in Him, you are certain that God is at work. Remember that the word hope in scripture means we need to have that strong and confident expectation that the power of God, by His sovereign will, by His sovereign plan, He is at work. And the third meaning, beloved, is this. Biblical hope means it is enabled through putting your faith in Christ. It means there is no real hope if we don't have faith in Christ. There is no real hope if we don't have that personal relationship with Christ. There's no real hope, even though you will declare, you will claim that you put your hope in the Lord without Christ and without having that personal relationship with Him. It is impossible, beloved. Remember that today, as we discover, my prayer for you is, if you don't have that certainty of your relationship with Christ, you will find it today. And if you already have that personal relationship with Jesus, your hope in Christ will continue to grow even deeper and deeper and deeper. Remember, beloved, that without faith, it is impossible to have real hope because hope by nature, remember this, 
it stresses two things. Number one, it's all about the future, futurity. And number two, it's invisibility. It means it, it is not clear, it is not seen, it is something that we hope for in the mere future. Or maybe tomorrow, but today it's not clear. That's why it's very impossible, beloved, to really have that real hope in what you have in your heart towards God and towards your future if you don't have faith in Christ. You might have the worldly kind of hope, but in terms of certainty, you might struggle with it. It might become a burden to you. Beloved, it says in Romans chapter 8, verses 24 to 25, For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one also hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. And remember that what fuels our hope, beloved, is our faith in Christ Jesus. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to wait eagerly. Maybe right now, if we slacken and loosen our faith in Christ, probably right now, we're already discouraged by our situation. We're already questioning God, why of all people, Lord? I am suffering. I am going through this kind of trials right now. You might have a lot of questions right now if we slacken our faith in Christ Jesus. But remember this, beloved. Today, my prayer is that all of us can have again that living hope in Christ Jesus. That all of us can continue to dwell in the presence of God as we move forward as we continue to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ, my prayer is that we can continue to be steady in our hope. As we keep on hoping, and as we, as we keep on following, as we keep on growing in our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So today, beloved, we will be answering this question. How to keep your hope steady in Christ Jesus? Now, as we have our personal relationship with God, as we continue to put our hope, God wants us to what? To be steady in our relationship, to be steady in our hope in Him. Now, we know that in our life, our life is full of ups and downs, right? Ups, down, up, down. Now, as we continue to live every day, as we continue to live for Christ, no matter how our life is going up or going down, God wants us to be steady in following Him. Can you do this? Can you follow me? Your right hand is going up and down, and your left hand is moving forward and backward. Forward and backward. Can you do that? Can you make this as an exercise? What does it mean for us, beloved, starting today? Whatever you are facing right now, you might be facing just last week, a lot of victories, goodness of God, faithfulness of God. Praise God for that. Keep your hope focused in Him. Don't be drifted by all the blessings. Don't let the blessings be your confidence. Don't put your hope upon the blessings, but rather put your hope upon the blesser. And beloved, if you feel that you're so down, you are rock bottom last week, or maybe up to this very moment, remember this. You are not alone. God is with you. He is with you, beloved. He loves you so much. He cares for you. And today, God wants you to be part, to bring, God wants you to be back in that hope that you stand for Him. 
That's why today, allow me to share to you three important foundational truths about hope. We are focusing our study in the hope that we profess in Christ Jesus. So how to keep your hope steady in Christ Jesus? Again, no matter whatever situation we are in, we want our hope to be steady. So three important things, beloved, that I want to share according to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24. The first one is this. The first part of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold unswervingly. Now, you might be asking, what does it mean, unswervingly? It means constant. It means steady. It means locked in. And then remember that in the context of the people or the Christian, during the time the Hebrew letter was written, remember the context. They're starting to drift away from their faith. They're starting to go back to their default mode because of the persecutions, because of their culture, because they're starting to live a life that is what? That is away from the will of God. And remember that the context of this, the purpose of the book of Hebrews is to let people understand the supremacy of Christ in all things. That's why from the previous messages that we have, we talk about Jesus as the high priest, as the mediator between man and God, no one else. He is the high priest. We have a God, we have a Savior who is sitting at the right hand of God. It means that that's how privileged we are as a follower of Jesus. And remember that this entire book of Hebrews is, you know, focusing in the supremacy of Christ. That's why we have this call today that we need to put our hope in Christ Jesus because He is sitting at the right hand of God. And it says here, let us. It means this is not a personal call, but this is actually a family call. This is, at this very moment, this is not just addressed to one Christian, one disciple, but actually, it is addressed to his children, to the church, to the spiritual family. And even here in Ictus Dumaguete, God is calling us to continue to hold steady, to hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess in Christ Jesus. As we continue to live our daily life every day, I believe that we are sometimes being challenged and sometimes we can conclude that we might say to a certain situation, Lord, is this really happening? Lord, is this really, is this really your will? Will it really happen? Is it really possible? I don't know, beloved, about you from the past weeks. Do you have those kind of thought life in your heart, in your mind? Maybe a certain thing that you're so certain before, maybe two months, a year ago, that Lord, this is so certain and I want to follow you, but suddenly, boom. There's something, there are those questions in your mind right now. Lord, will you really do it? Will it really happen? Is it really possible? Beloved, today, God is affirming you. Continue to be steady in His hope. That's why the very first one that we need to do, beloved, is this. We need to check. This is now a hard check for us. I believe that you're still hoping up to now. But God doesn't want you to be drifted away where you put and what's the object of your hope. Beloved, in this first part of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, Let us hold unswervingly. Let us hold steady. Let us hold constant. Let us hold no, 
locked in to the hope that we profess. That's why the very first foundation that I want to share with you, if you want to keep steady your hope in Christ Jesus is this, keep your focus on the object of hope. Remember this, beloved, it's not about how big, how small is your hope. Remember that it's the object of hope. It's about understanding the object of hope. And we know that the object of hope is not even our own strength. It's not even our own intellectual. It's not even our own capacity to put our hope in Christ. But actually remember this. Keep your focus on the object of hope. And the object of hope, beloved, is this. Jesus. In this time of pandemic, at this very moment, we have different challenges. And maybe some of us right now, our brothers and sisters, or maybe you have some friends or co-workers, are so discouraged at this very moment. Maybe some of you or maybe some of your family starting to say, I want to give up hope. Beloved, yeah, it's true. It's time to give up the earthly hope that we have because God wants you to live the new way as you live the new life in Christ. And now it's time to live that earthly kind of hope and keep your focus on the object of the real hope. Remember, beloved, that keeping your focus in the object of hope, Jesus Christ, it means surrendered life. Without that surrender, there's no focus in the object of hope. There's no focus in Christ. Remember that when we surrender our life, it talks about life of submission to God's authority. You cannot focus in something that you yourself is not submitting upon it. Re refocusing, it means you cannot really, really focus in Christ Jesus without a heart that is fully submitted to Him. If you are 50-50, then it means your focus is also 50-50. If you're still trying to bend from the earthly perspective, from the earthly kind of things and living you have at this very moment and you're desiring to really focus in Christ, God is simply telling you before you commit to focus upon me, surrender first. Remember that it's about total devotion of one's life to Jesus. Without devotion, you will be struggling with your own devotion in building up that intimacy if you don't have a surrendered heart. And if you don't have that surrendered heart, for sure you'll be struggling in focusing on the object of hope. Especially at this very moment, we have a lot of stresses. We have a lot of going on right now in our society. Right now, it's not just about the pandemic. There are some political issues. There are some community issues. There are some crimes going on. There are some tragedies going on. There are, there are some wars going on. It's not just even the pandemic. And that's, that's only the thing that we can observe that can drift us away in our hope in Christ externally. But deep inside us, there are also things that can drift us in our real hope if we don't focus on the object of hope. We have some fear. We have some worries. We have some insecurities. We have some self-centeredness self and pride. We have some unforgiveness. And all these things, if we don't surrender to Jesus, if we don't build up that the full devotion to Him, for sure, we cannot really focus in the object of hope. And our hope will always be disturbed. Our real hope will continue to, lay, to lean and bend upon the worldly kind of hope that we have. We will continue to cling superficially to Christ's sovereignty and power. 
That is why today, beloved, God is reminding us before anything else, if you want to keep your focus in the object of hope, you need to surrender. Let me ask you this question today. What is that one thing in your life right now that God is telling you, surrender it to me? Is there anything right now, beloved, that in your life God is telling you, Anak, surrender it to me. And right now you might be in struggle. You are in deep burden because God is telling you to surrender that thing, but you cannot surrender it. Maybe you have some what-ifs if you surrender that particular area or thing or situation or relationship that you have in your life. You might have a lot of what if, Lord, if it will happen. What if it's, if it's going to be like this? Remember this, beloved. God wants you to surrender it because He wants you to clear the path so that your hope will be so clear, that your hope will be full of confidence and trust because He has greater plans for your life. Beloved, remember this. Don't struggle in putting your hope in putting your focus upon the hope that Christ has built for you. Because Christ will always be there. And remember this, everything that God has given you, everything that God has put in your heart, everything that He in store for you is always not the good, but the best for your life. That is why, beloved, remember that when you keep your focus in the object of hope, when you started to have the first step, okay, Lord, I want to surrender. You know what will happen when you live a life of submission to God's authority? Do you know what will happen if you will continue to trust Him and put your full devotion to God alone? Remember this, there will be a change in your life. Remember that you, you will change the way you see yourself. Maybe your identity before is all about the world, the success of the world, the dream of the world, what other people think, what is success, what other, what other people think that this is going to be something good for your life. There will be a great change when you start to surrender your life to Him. Remember, beloved, that it changes us. It changes our mindset. It changes our view of life. It changes the way you live. Because if you continue to focus upon Christ, you will surely realize your life is not just the life that you have here on earth. If you continue to focus in Christ Jesus, you will realize that of all the struggles that I have, of all the, the busyness that I have in this world, of all the things that I've been focusing in this world, this is nothing. Because in the Bible, it says in 1 Peter 2.11, we are just aliens and strangers of this world. That's why if we are keep on if we are in lock in, if what we are professing is the desires of the flesh, the desires what is pleasing in the eyes, what is pleasing in our flesh, what is what is pleasing in our pride that we can be we can feel good, we can look good, and people will respect us upon this world, you will certainly realize if you totally focus on Jesus. If you continue to live that surrendered life, if you continue to have that sub full submission upon Him, because you will realize, beloved, living in this world is not living for your own. It's not even living for your family. It's not even living for your dreams. It's not even living for the loved ones. Living, you will realize one thing, beloved. You will realize that as you live in this world, God wants you to live it for Christ. That's why if you will not focus on the object of hope, 
you are somewhere out there living for something in this life. Let me ask you this question today, beloved. What are you living for? I mean, honestly, are you still aligned with what God wants you to live by? What are you living for every day? What fills your heart? What fills your mind as you keep on doing what are you doing? Do you feel like lost at this very moment? You might be working. You might be managing your business. You might be leading your family. You might be serving in a ministry. You might be part even of a D group. But the real question today is this. Do you know why you are doing what are you doing? Can you still clearly be, you know, be, can you still clearly define why you are doing what you are doing? Why you keep on being busy? Why you cannot commit to what God wants you to do for your life? Can you still make a bearing? Can you still make a reckoning in your life at this very moment? Because if you are lost, then probably God is calling you, Hey, anak, you're too far now. I want you to be back. I want you to go back to your focus. I want you to go back to your first love. Beloved, kumusta ta in our personal relationship with God? How's our personal, intimate communication daily with the Word of God, with prayer, with worship? How's our intimate relationship with Him? Remember this, as we have our new life, that's one of the things that God wants you to live, to live a life with intimacy. Beloved, today, God is also re reminding us to keep our focus to Him. Remember this, the first step in keeping your focus on the object of hope, Jesus, is the word surrender. The greater the surrender, the greater the focus. And the greater the focus, hope, the real hope, beloved, arises. Remember that the more you let go, the more you surrender, the more you surrender the cares of this world, remember this, the sharper your focus. The sharper your focus. And the more sharp is your focus, the more you are sure of the hope that you have and the hope and where you put your hope, the object of your hope, and you will surely have the confidence to live by the hope that you've been looking in the future because you're starting to let go the fears, the what if, the worries. You're starting to surrender even your own understanding, how you lean in your own understanding, your own perception of things in this life. God is starting to arise the real hope in you. Sometimes, beloved, God will meet us in brokenness so that we can find hope so that we can find the real hope in Christ. Until we loosen up, until we surrender, when, when before we put our hope in our money, God will give us that certain season in life that we will be broken in that area. If your hope is in all your relationship, God will put you in a situation where we can be broken by it. God wants to break everything and anything in your life which you can be confident in putting your hope away from Christ. And He will do everything, beloved. If your heart is surrendered to Him, He will let you go through a season where you can be refined. That you can learn how to abide, how to trust, how to cling, and most importantly, how to put your hope in Him. Beloved, that is His promise that He will be with you until you are, you are being sharpened, until you can have that heart of surrender 
and put your hope in Him. So beloved, remember this, the greater the surrender, the more you let go of many things, many agendas in life, the more hope will arise in your life. The more you can live by a confident and a strong, with a strong expectation that Christ will, will put, and remember this, His promises will be true in your life. Beloved, take the first step. The, the, st the first step is surrender. So if you want to focus on the object of hope, what to do? I want you to type now in our comment section, surrender. We need to surrender. Again, beloved, I want you to ponder upon this question. What is that one thing that you have the fear in surrendering to God? Because you feel like if I surrender this, it will change your life. God is telling you right now, don't be afraid, my son. Don't be afraid, my child. Don't be afraid, my daughter, in surrendering it. If there's anything that God wants you to surrender, it means breakthrough is coming. Be excited even more. Live by faith. And as you do that, as you surrender, focus, focus, focus. Not in your own, but in Christ, the object of hope. The second foundation that I want to share with you today is this. If you want to keep your hope steady in Christ Jesus, be founded in the content of your hope. Now you have that relationship. You have now the object of hope, the focus. In the second phrase of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, To the hope we profess. It means this hope is coming from something deep inside you that you started to profess that you started to declare with assurance, with great confidence. So to the hope, so it means that anything that's from your life, when you say, I trust in the Lord, I hope in the Lord, I wait for the Lord, it means that there is something going on. It's beyond your intellectual ascent. It's beyond you, how your emotion. It's even beyond your will. But there is something going on, and it is starting with your focus. The more you focus, hope arises. And when hope arises, what to do? You can start to declare. You can start to be built up. And this is one thing that God wants you to remember today. As you continue to walk with Him, in whatever situation in our life, remember, God wants you to be founded. In what? In the content of your hope. What does it mean? When other people say, I put my hope in the Lord, you don't put your hope in the Lord because other people are putting their hope in the Lord. Because Pastor Jovin is telling me, I need to put my hope in the Lord. Because I read it somewhere in the Bible that I need to put my hope in the Lord. Beloved, remember this. When you put your hope in the Lord, it must be from the inside. It might be something from the content of your heart, from the content of your inner being. Because no one can make you strong in putting your hope in the Lord, but from what is inside of you, from what is the content of that hope. Now, you have the first step. You put Jesus as the focus, as the object of your hope. Now, the second one is we, you need to be founded, all of us, as believers in Christ Jesus, if you want to keep steady in your hope in Christ, that even though you're facing a lot of impossibilities, a lot of closed doors, a lot of frustrations, a lot of brokenness, a lot of uncertainties, if you want to be founded in your hope, God is telling you, build up the content. Build it up. And you might be asking today, 
I want to profess boldly. I want to profess the hope that I have with, with assurance. Okay? I want that. But how? The question is, how to be founded? Beloved, there are two important major factors in the way we build our content of hope. Now, we are settled of in the heart of surrender as we focus in the object of hope. Now, secondly, we need now to understand and discover, be founded in what? In the content of our hope. Now, what are these two factors? Number one is this. We need to be grounded in the Word of God. The content is always about the Word of God. We need to live a life that is Word-centered. We need to have our the Word of God. We need to understand. We need to look at the Word of God not as a first aid kit. Remember that. The Word of God is not made up and built up to become a first aid. That when you are wounded, when you are lost, when you are hurt, you need to go back there to be healed, to recover. Part of the feature of the Word of God is that, but that's not the entirety. Remember that the most important usage of the Bible is for us to be guided, is for us to hear from the Lord. That is why for us, if you are an intentional disciple of Jesus, as you look at the Word of God, it is not something that, oh Lord, I have full of, of troubles right now. I cannot sleep. That's why I need a first aid. I need to read God's Word because I'm worried right now. I need your promises about not to worry in the Word. Remember this. If you want to be founded in the content of your hope, the first one is grounding in the Word. How to do that? Make the Word of God as your supreme code of conduct. In everything you do, make it. Make it a discipline that you will ask yourself first before anything. Remember this. In your Christian life, you are directly accountable to God. What does it mean for us? Me as your pastor, or probably you have a lot of Christian friends, there are many, many things that your Christian friends, that your pastor, that your D-group leader, that your ministry head cannot see what's really inside of you. You might have a lot of things that you're doing secretly that, you do, that even your own wife or your own best friend doesn't know about it. Beloved, remember this. There is one up there who knows everything. The bad, the evil, the good, and the Christ-like that we have inside of us. That's why we cannot hide anything from the Lord. That is why God is giving us this reminder right now. Be founded in the content of your hope. Because it's easy for the enemy to deceive us. It is easy for the enemy to give us doubt. It is easy for the enemy to just distract us from putting our hope in Christ Jesus. Because we all know we're still living in this earthly, fleshly life that we have, in this sinful nature, in this sinful world, in this broken world. And it's so easy for us in one snap. Maybe right now, we have our full faith and hope in the Lord. Maybe tomorrow, boom, our hope collapse because we listen to the enemy. Beloved, do you want to stand especially in the moment where there are attacks from the enemies to discourage you, to distract you, to deceive you, God is simply telling you today, be grounded in the Word of God. We remember Jesus Christ before He goes to His ministerial years. 
He fasted for 40 days in the desert. And we know that certain part in the gospel, when Jesus was tempted, he always countered. And actually, that's a reminder for all of us as disciples. Every time temptation comes in, go back to the Word of God. I believe that sometimes temptations are so strong. Remember, temptation is not just about, you know, it deals with our action or emotion. Firstly, it deals with our mind. And, you know, once our mind is filled up with temptation, it will distract us from putting our hope in Christ. It might distract us to sin against God and to be drifted away from that living hope we have. That is why God is telling us, be grounded in the Word of God. Because even Jesus Christ, the moment that He was be being tempted, at being attacked by the enemy, He always counter with the Word of God. As the Word of God says, and He will counter the enemy, He will counter Satan, He will counter the devil with the Word of God. That's why, if you want to be founded in the content of your hope, you need to be grounded in the Word of God. Secondly, beloved, is this. Another big factor in grounding, in, in, in found, in, to be founded in our hope in Christ, especially during this time, is not only about the Word of God. It's not only about making the Word of God as the supreme code of conduct, not a first kit, not a first aid kit, but rather a life's manual. The second one is this. We need to grow deeper in our relationship with Christ. We need to build that devotion. We need to build that intimacy with Him. Because, remember this, when we focus only in the Word, it seems like it's just like a manual. It's just like a Ten Commandments. That's how we can look at it if we are purely in the Word of God alone. But if we will have that intimacy with Christ, with our relationship with God, we look at the Word of God as His mouth, as His heart, as His voice towards us, where we can respond in worship, where we can respond in prayer, where we can respond in obedience. So, beloved, today, remember this. If we are becoming founded in our content, in our hope as we continue to follow Jesus, remember that this brings a great impact in our life. And one of the greatest, uh, one of the great impact is this. It will change what you really value in life. If you are founded in the Word and if you are founded in your intimate relationship with God, your values will change. Your priorities will change. Maybe before, your thinking is this. I need to value money. I need to work, work, work hard. I need to do business, business, and business. No time to rest, no time to sleep because I need to earn so that I can provide for my family. Maybe before, before the new life that God has given you, that's the way we live life. But now that we have this new life, we now started to say, Lord, thank you for this business. Thank you for this work. I'll do my best between you in, in your presence. I'll do what is godly. I will be faithful to you as I do my work, as I do my business, because I'm sure that you give this work, give this business to me so that it will become a blessing to my family. I can enjoy your blessing and I can also take part of your kingdom work. It will change the value before we might always seek what's in the world. But today, that's now that you have that new life in Christ, God is teaching you to say, Seek me first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. It means one thing, beloved. Before, you might view that as, Ah, oh, this is so hard. But if you really have that foundation in your content of your hope, 
you will always say, apart from Christ, I'm nothing. Without putting Him at the first line in all my agendas, I'm nothing. It will change the way you value things. It will change your priorities. It will change the values in your life. Especially looking at the treasures of this world, looking at the, the priorities and the success of the world, you're starting to look at, for God, what is the success of this world? For God, what is the success for my life in this world? Because maybe before, it's more on accumulation of things, giving good life to my family, to my children. For you today, that you have that true value, that's part of God's plan and purposes, but you starting to say, my greatest value is when I win people to Christ. When I let other people accept Jesus, when I let other people grow, when I consider high priority in what God has mandated me to do, to go and preach the gospel, to go and make disciples, it will change. That is why today, beloved, I don't know about you. Let me ask you this question. Are you truly founded in the content of your hope? Or you just follow others because others are telling, oh, I put my hope so right now in this COVID season, I, my hope is in Christ because one of my Christian friends um, posts this in social media. So I will also post this in social media. But the reality is this, kumustang heart. Do we have the content of that hope? Beloved, starting today, my prayer is this, be grounded in the word and be devoted in your personal relationship with God. If you, will not, if you don't want to struggle in living out the Word of God as your supreme code of conduct, build that relationship first. Because once you build that relationship, if the Word of God and relationship with Jesus is balanced, it will give you a founded Christian life. It will give you a strong and a devoted kind of life in Christ Jesus. It will make you victorious in passing through deep waters in life. So beloved, my prayer for you, be founded. To be confident in declaring the hope you have in Christ, you need to keep cultivating your devotion to God and His Word. I want you to remember that. If you want to be confident in declaring, it says in our Word, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, to the hope we declare. If you want to be confident in declaring your hope in Christ Jesus, Cultivating your devotion to God and His Word is very, very important. So my prayer for you, check again your life. How's my personal walk with God last week? Just last week. Are there any convictions that I didn't make it? Are there any commands that I didn't obey? Are there anything that God is telling me but up to now I'm not doing it? Ask yourself, and maybe today, God wants you to have a heart of repentance so that He can ignite you again. He can bring you back again to the course that He has for you so that you can live by, so that you can walk life and be victorious in Him. Thirdly, beloved, is this. If you want to keep steady in your hope in Christ Jesus, live life with strong, confident expectation as you keep on hoping. Now, as Christians, I believe that it is because the Spirit is in us and we have that personal relationship with God and because we know the Word of God, we always have this eternal hope. We always look at and we always hope for that. Especially if someone dies, we always have that eternal hope that soon we'll be having a great reunion with our loved ones who pass ahead of us. 
who, who are now with God in heaven and we can have an eternal reunion with Jesus. We can have that personal appearance and, and encounter with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We always have that eternal hope. But you know what? How's our hope, especially during this COVID? How's your hope at this very moment? As you face this physical trials, testing, and challenges, maybe your testing right now is about money. You need money. You're desperately in need of financial blessing and favor from the Lord. But right now, you cannot understand what's going on. You're starting to lose hope in that situation. Maybe right now, someone or maybe a loved one or maybe yourself is suffering from a sickness. And right now, as much as you want to put your hope in Him, you're starting to lose hope. Lord, I don't know why, but I'm starting to doubt about it. Or maybe right now, because of your relationships, maybe before you enjoy so much with that relationship, but right now, because the enemy is at work, your relationship is being broken. And you're starting to question, Lord, what's your purpose for this relationship? Is there, any, is there no any hope in this situation? Do I need to give up? I'm, I'm losing hope. Beloved, let me ask you this question. In what area in your life right now that you're starting to think about losing hope? If you just want to be honest between you and the Lord, don't worry, I will not let you type in, but I want you to really just go deep in your heart at this very moment. What is that one thing in your life right now? Maybe just 5%. You're starting to lose hope 5%. We don't need to lose hope 100%. Remember this. It is not one day you lose your hope. Remember, it is accumulation. If you continue to listen to the discouragement of the enemy, if you continue to listen to the deception and the lies of the enemy, if you continue, if you will not anchor yourself to the word and to the devotion, if you will not anchor yourself to the living Christ, for sure, you some, um, someday you will wake up losing all your hope in Christ. Now, before it will come, and maybe right now you can feel some parts in your life that you're starting to question and have doubt about your hope before that you're so strong, 100% putting your hope, Lord, I will be healed. Lord, I will, be, I will go back to my financial stability. Lord, that relationship will be okay. But right now, maybe there is 1%, 3%, 5%, 10%, 50% in your heart that's starting to lose hope. Maybe this message really speak to you directly from the Lord. Beloved, God doesn't want you to lose your hope in Him. That's why He is just realigning our hearts. He is first reminding us, hey, you have a new life. You have relationship with Christ. Go back to your first love. And He's telling us today in this fourth part of this series, you need to grow in depth with me. You need to grow in intimate relationship with me. You need to grow in your hope in me. He's telling us that. Maybe God is just giving us reminder to go back to the focus. And right now, beloved, God is giving us this. Why He wants us to have that reminder again? Because during that time you put your trust and hope in the Lord before, it's still the same God that will work throughout. Remember this, the last part of Hebrews 10.24, For he who promised is faithful. For he who promised is faithful. Now, you might be asking, Pastor, what does it mean? For he who promised is faithful. 
some interpret this as if I ask for a prayer, if I ask for an answered prayer, then probably this is their interpretation interpretation for this. For he who promises is faithful. For them it says, if I ask something, he will surely give it. 100%. Maybe it's just a time. But what will happen if it will not come? What if it will really, it will really not come as you have expected? Is God still faithful? That's one of the deep things that we need to understand in our life. Remember, this verse, don't claim this because you want to be sure and you want to make God responsible in answering your prayer. Oh God, huh? you told me, he who promises faithful, so I know you're, you're faithful. You, your promise is true, so therefore you need Okay, you're responsible to really answer my prayers because you said it in the word. You promise and you are a faithful God that what you promise is faithful. Now, please don't put this out of context. You need to understand this. Maybe many, many times we pray this verse. Many, many times we declare this verse. But remember this. This is not a context of answering your prayers. Remember the entire, look at again, look at again the entire theme of Hebrews. It talks about supremacy of Christ. It's not about the, the theme of Hebrews. It's about answer that God will answer all your prayers. That's not the theme. The theme here is all in, in life, in earth, in principalities and rulers, all in Christ's supremacy. And remember the context here, why this part of the letter that he who promised is faithful because Christians during this time are drifting away. And when we talk about faithfulness, the Christians this time are not asking God to answer their prayers. Actually, they're starting to forget God. They're starting to go in their own ways. That's why there's a command, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, to that relationship that we have in Christ, because no matter how far we are from the Lord, He is faithful to what? Bring us back to Him. The context here, beloved, is not about answered prayers, okay? So again, don't be, okay, remember this, don't be frustrated if you claim and declare this verse and then up to now, your prayers are not answered. But remember this, there's also an angle here in terms of our desire, our dreams, uh, as we have that, as we journey with God in intimacy, as we journey with Him and we continue to submit upon Him, we enjoy the relationship. And of course, part of it as we pray is we have supplications, we have desires, we prayed about it also. So, what does it mean for us? For he who promises faithful. This is beyond answers to our prayers. Because he who promises faithful is about the persona. It is about Christ all in over our situation, over all that we prayed for, over all our life. That's why, beloved, in any area in your life right now that you're, you're putting your hope in Christ, finances, sickness, relationship, purpose, you know, answer to your prayers. This is God's final challenge and final application or direction for your life. Live life. Remember this. Context, you already have new life. And as you have that new life, it's as you have that new life, you don't need to live the old ways. You need to arise from the new ways. And one of the things is this. Live life with strong and confident expectation. If you want to be steady in your hope, it's not all about Christ. 
it, you must have your part as well. God has given His part. He let His Son die for you 2,000 years ago to declare victory over death, sin, and shame, and anything else. That if you have Christ in you, you can stand and live out a victorious life. He already did His part 2,000 years ago. Now Christ, God Himself, is now challenging us for our part. What is our part? Live life with strong and confident expectation as you keep on hoping. Beloved, today, let me ask you this question. What is that one thing that up to now, maybe it's been long years now, maybe it's 20 years now, it's 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, or maybe for some, it's months, it's weeks, that you've been hoping for? Universally, probably, common prayer to God is, Lord, can you stop this pandemic now? Can you stop this COVID-19 now? But every time we can have results, every time we can have news, there's another variant, there's another um, variant now go spreading somewhere. And sometimes it brings us discouragement. Sometimes it brings us question, Lord, what's going on? I, we've been praying. What's the problem? What, what are the... Sometimes it gives us questions and discouragement and losing hope in the Lord. I don't know about you, beloved. Maybe for us, we're not questioning every day, what are you doing with this COVID, Lord? But I don't know about you. Have you noticed this? Because of this, what we so-called new normal, we're starting to drift away. We're so busy with social media. We're so busy with technology. We're so busy to the issues that's going on around us. And we are not cultivating anymore our intimacy with Christ. We're floating. You know, sad to say many Christians today are floating in their relationship with God. Yes, they are Christian. They can declare, they still pray when they, before they eat their meal. They can still remember God, especially if they have problems. But they're floating. Floating. How about you, beloved? Are you floating in your relationship with God? Are you, or are you anchored? That wherever the waves comes, you're steady. You are focused in the mandate. You are focused in the kingdom building. You are focused not on the things of this world that are temporary. No matter how we win our fight in this world, sooner it we will be gone. If you are 30s, then you have another 30 years to live by. And after that, we're gone. Yes, you have some grandchildren. You have some sons and daughters. Soon, all of us in this life will be gone in a snap, in a click. Beloved, remember this. God wants you to put your hope in Him. It's, again, it says, For he who promises faithful. God is telling you right now, don't be discouraged. God is telling you right now, don't be discouraged and continue to press on. For he who promises is faithful. Remember this, beloved. The act of hoping is not about the fulfillment of what you desire. Or we call it answered prayers. But remember that it is the heart to trust and obey God that His sovereign ways and power are at work for what's best for your life. Again, the act of hoping confidently in Christ Jesus, it's not about, Lord, I hope that you will answer my prayer. Remember, entirely, hope is all about how we live our life. But it is the heart to trust and obey God that His sovereign ways and power are at work for what's best for your life. Beloved, let me ask you this question. How's your trust and obedience to the Lord? 
God is calling all of us. Remember this, in this new life that God has given us, through His Son, Jesus Christ, He wants you to live new ways. That is why, a new way to live, starting today, I hope that all of us will be committed to this. We need to have that hope from the inside out. Can you comment it below? Hope from the inside out. What does it mean? We need to start with the object of hope, a surrendered life to Jesus. We need to check first. Before posting, before declaring in your prayer that you put your hope in Christ, before even saying that words, I put my hope in Christ, I hope that you understand that it requires surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. Having that personal relationship, submitting to His Lordship and His authority upon His will, that's going to be the anchor. That's going to be the first step. Do you want to live a life that is full of hope from the inside out? Start with the object of hope, Jesus. The second one, you need to build up the content of hope. Your devotion to God and clinging to His promises, to His Word, His purest Word, as your supreme code of conduct. And with that relationship that binds together, you can be founded in your content of hope. And thirdly, it's now the act of hope. These are now the things that people might see and they might be inspired that even in the midst of the adversities or the challenges you are facing, you continue to declare with all your heart, with all your voice, with all your life that your hope is in Christ alone. Now in the act of hope, why we can do that? Because we believe in God's sovereignty in all things and we know that whatever the result of all things that we've been passing through as we follow Jesus, it is the best for our life. Amen? So, beloved, today, I hope that we understand now. Beloved, don't lose hope because this is His promise for all those who hope in the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31, a very popular verse for all of us, but this is His promise for those who will put their hope in Christ today. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength because maybe right now you are drained physically, emotionally, financially, materially, any areas. You might be so drained. But this is His promise. If you put your hope today in the Lord, He will renew your strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. What does it mean, beloved? If we put our hope in Him, there is power. If we put and focus ourselves in the hope and cling onto that hope, there's breakthrough. All we need to do is wait upon the Lord. Beloved, as I end today, if this is your first time to realize that you need to put your hope in Him, and probably right now, you realize, I need to have that personal relationship with God. I want to encourage you, leave it out. I want to encourage you, to respond to the message of God today. Remember that God Himself gave His one and only Son 2,000 years ago for you. He says in John 3.16, Whoever believes in Him will not perish, but will have eternal life, will have that living hope. So beloved, today let me ask you, do you want to have that living hope? Do you want to have that assurance of the blessing and the promise that God has given for us? He came to give us life and have it to the fullest. If you want to receive Jesus today, allow me to guide you. I want to invite you to this prayer 
And in this prayer, pray this heartily. Just repeat after me. And make it heartily that as if you are praying it personally to God, from you to Him. Because in praying this, and confessing it with your mouth, and believing in your heart, salvation will come. Healing will come. Breakthrough will come. And the living hope will stay with you now and forevermore. So beloved, if you want to accept Jesus, before I will close in a word of prayer, pray this prayer with me. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this message of hope that you have given me. Father, forgive me from all my sins and I repent today. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you came, that you were crucified, hung on that cross, and you died. You were buried, and on the third day, you rose again to declare victory over death, sin, and shame. Jesus, I commit my life to you and I confess with my mouth that starting today, I accept you, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I submit now to your will and I surrender my whole life and all areas of my life to you. Holy Spirit, as I start my journey with Jesus, empower me as you are working inside me, infill me, and empower me to do God's will as I continue to put my hope in the living Christ. Thank you for the salvation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If this is your first time to pray that prayer, can you please comment below, I accepted Jesus today, so that our online ushers can minister to you and we can help you grow as you continue your walk with Christ. And remember this, beloved, now that you have that personal relationship with Christ, you are saved from judgment. You are secured in your eternal destiny. Heaven is real. And whenever we die, when God says time's up, we are sure that we'll be going to heaven. But now, as we still live in this world, again, there might be a lot of ups and downs. But remember this, you will be victorious in Him. Why? Because starting today, you have that relationship with God. There might be time that you feel like you're discouraged, you, you are far away from the Lord. But remember this. He's holding you, and no one can snatch you away from His hand. All you need to do is surrender and go back to Him because He cares for you. If you accepted Jesus today, let me also encourage you to remember the date because today, today is your spiritual birthday. You accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So my prayer for you that you will continue to grow as you continue to join us in this worship service online or in our face-to-face -face, uh, worship service soon, 
or probably in our small groups. Join us in our equipping. Be updated in our YouTube channel and even here in Facebook, in Instagram, in Spotify. Because every day, we're giving you um, things to ponder, things to reflect on in your own spiritual journey with God. Beloved, today is your spiritual birthday and my prayer that you will mark this day as a special day that you accepted Jesus. Now, as we end the message, let us end this with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you've given us. We honor you. We glorify your name. And Father, thank you for the word that gave us a reminder to put our hope in you alone and nothing else. Lord, bless all your people who hear your word today. And may this become a great reminder for us to continue to grow deeper and deeper with you day by day. We want to bring back all the glory, all the praises and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you and have a blessful week.